This is Purple Radio On Demand. Hi everyone, hope you're all doing very well during this lockdown. As we all know, theatre is looking a bit different right now and because there aren't any shows happening as of now that we can promote, we thought we could focus on another aspect of theatre in today's podcast. Uh, We've got two lovely guests here to talk about directing, which is obviously a huge part of theatre. And we are going to be interviewing, first of all, Hugo, who has been a director for quite a few years now, he's in third year, and Caitlin, who is a bit newer to directing, so we can kind of give a bit more advice on that. So our guest today's podcast is Hugo Millard, who um, is a third year Cuff student studying English, um, all around legend director. Um, <laughs> just a, kind of, a couple of like first questions. Um, what got you into directing in the first place? Was the interest always there or was it something you just kind of decided to try out? Um, I, it was kind of a mix of both for me, really. Um, I was kind of always more interested in kind of like costume design, stage design, um, kind of before coming to Durham. And then at Durham, um, the opportunity presented itself for me to be an assistant director um, for the... Um, Durham Opera Ensemble Gala show in first year, which was De Fleda Mouse. Um, and one of my friends was from first year was stage managing, and another friend from first year was choreographer. And they both encouraged me to go for the <laughs> role of assistant director, so we all do it together. Um, and it just kind of like snowballed from there, really. Um, I caught the bug and loved it so much. Um, and in that, I was kind of had the opportunity to try um, my hand at like little bits of direction um, under the director himself. Um, and like that really encouraged me to like take it further. Is there anything that like, surprised you when you first started directing? Like something you didn't expect or weren't prepared for? I wasn't prepared for how much like trust the cast has in you as a director. Um, <laughs> I feel like there's this um, view going in as a student director, it was like, oh, we're all students, we're kind of equal, we're like more kind of collaborative. And you kind of get into the rehearsal room, and suddenly everyone's staring at you and asking for like an opinion. And you, that was something I was not prepared for at all. I was just kind of going in being like, wow, it's going to be a great communal experience. Like we'll build this stuff together. And it wasn't like that. It was very much kind of, you kind of you're a dictator in the situation like yeah. there needs to be like one creative vision and one creative vision only um but i don't know i try to keep it quite open as well be like if you do disagree with a bit of my direction come and talk to me about it because like either i'll have a reason or i won't really have thought about it that much and there'll be no in between so like yeah, yeah cause i was always really i was i was always thinking like if you're a director and you're basically the same age as the people you're directing and working with like is it weird how do you kind of work with that dynamic it is quite a weird working dynamic especially as we're not professional at all it's very it's all student theater um mm-hmm. and so in all kind of res- like respects we're on the same footing, we're on the same level as each other. Um, and so I think that that can create um, some kind of strange working dynamics, I think, sometimes in the rehearsal room. But I don't think that it's normally that much of an issue because a lot of people, especially in DST, are looking to kind of go into theatre 
later in life or using it as like a stepping stone to then move on to like a drama school or to start going to auditions something like that and so a lot of people look really looking for that kind of industry structure i think and that kind of puts a lot more of that um, working dynamic into rehearsal room whereas if it was kind of purely just oh we're just here for like a bit of fun i don't think you would have the same kind of working relationships as you kind of do end up developing. Mm. Yeah, everyone, everyone's quite professional, I've noticed. What kind of shows have you directed? Um, like, do you have a preference for a specific type, like comedy Ooh, that's or a good drama? One. I've, I was thinking about this a lot recently. And I kind of, I find comedy much more fun to direct um, just because uh, obviously it's meant to be funny. But I also mm. like trying to psych out the audience in a way and find you're going what's going to make them laugh what can I do here um I think the biggest challenge I found in comedy was um third term of my first year I directed um Iolanthe for Durham Opera Ensemble again um and we took that on tour to London and you do not know how hard it is trying to adapt um, or like make funny something that was meant to be funny in like the like 19th century mm. it's so hard <laughs> and like make it relatable <laughs> to students like I mean we got lots of laughs so I'm taking that as kind of <laughs> credit to myself not to <laughs> sound big-headed but no I'm, I think that was a very interesting experience because it really kind of makes you look at the text and go like what can I draw out wasn't intended to be funny but will you can make it funny for other people and you can make it funny for like a modern audience and in like what ways can that completely change the scripts in a way speaking of like adapting scripts i mean what's the creative process like generally do you kind of do you prefer to stick to a script or do you like to have your own spin on a show or does it kind of just depend on what you're directing yeah i mean in a lot of ways, it kind of very much depends, depends on a like more practical level, um, kind of depends on rights as well and what you're actually allowed to do with <laughs> the script you're given. Um, but I mean, ideally, I really like to go in with a distinct creative vision. Um, personally, for me, I like to particularly look at kind of concepts of um, gender bending or introducing kind of queer themes into shows and texts which aren't like necessarily like the most prominent voices that you often get in theatre um especially in kind of like very established plays like Shakespeare or kind of with like um Iolanthe uh though I brought out like a queer undertone um for um two of the uh, lords and um I that's kind of a spin I like to explore definitely when I get a script um because I think it really introduces new dynamics and even though like a lot of time it can be a comedy, is that there's still that kind of reassessment of really important questions, which like we need to be looking at and recognizing today, mm. essentially. No, definitely. What's the, what's the best thing about directing? Like the thing you enjoy the most? Is it the power? <laughs> it is definitely the power. Power trip I get from my <laughs> Honestly, Trubery, yeah, <laughs> Um, but I think also just kind of the creative process is so magic in a way of like getting a script at the very start and kind of 
opening it and in a way having very little clue what you're going to get and then being able to go through and go what am i going to do here what am i going to do here and trying to envision it and just kind of create a whole performance in your head essentially and then kind of going into a rehearsal room or even going into like auditions and sitting down and seeing the people come through in front of you and being able to be like oh this would be perfect they would be amazing for this I can really incorporate them into this aspect of like my vision really interesting what you were saying about um a creative vision and I was just going to ask you when you do sit down with a text do you find it's a bit of a gut instinct that you can immediately imagine it to look a certain way or do you sort of have to really sort of go through and mine it to to work out what you want it to look like how how does the vision come to you I suppose is my question um personally <laughs> I find that it's kind of a bit of a gut instinct and then after guessing that instinct then I can start mm -hmm. to kind of really tap into that and be like oh why do I think that how did I imagine it like that how is that actually practical on a stage um and so though it is very much kind of based on a gut instinct that instinct comes at the end of reading the script and it's kind of like developed all the way through until like by the end you, you're kind of there like this is a vision I'm comfortable with and then you can kind of go back into that like vision I guess in like quotation marks <laughs> and really kind of establish it and make it yeah. kind of solid and watertight in a way. What's the, what's the kind of greatest challenge you face directing? I mean is that kind of linked to the difficulty in um making the creative vision happen um like manifesting it in reality or would it be kind of like other other little things i feel like is definitely trying to like make your creative vision work and make it actually what you've seen in your head on stage um and kind of being able to articulate that <laughs> to like the tech team um, <laughs> you have to be very adaptable with creative vision as well. Um, thinking about um, a show that was meant to go on uh, last weekend, but unfortunately it has been postponed, um, which is Dear Elizabeth. In that, there's this whole scene where like a planet is meant to suddenly descend and like one of the characters gets on a planet, goes up and starts reciting poetry. Naturally, and naturally. Wow, exciting. <laughs> myself and uh, my co-director called Elvira, um, we were looking through the scene so many times going, how are we realistically going to make this happen? Yeah. <laughs> how mm. in yeah. heaven's name are we going to bring yeah. down a planet? We were processing so many different ideas. Um, and like mm. running them past our lovely tech team and getting them vetoed and going back to the drawing board and <laughs> basically just being able to constantly reassess your creative vision I think is kind of one of the hardest things you can do because you've really got to like I don't know not to be cliche but you've really got to like kill your darlings and like butcher your creative vision to get it onto stage in a way that can actually go ahead um and I feel like just being able to look at a piece of like work after you've done it and be proud of it is such an important thing because especially for a director who if you've like read it and you've had this very clear vision in your head there's a high likelihood that what happens on stage isn't going to be exactly like image perfect what you imagined but I think being able to look at it and still be extremely proud of what you've done and recognize good work and recognize that your vision has had to change and adapt and 
has come out to be this incredible, beautiful other thing, which might not be what you originally intended and being able to accept that change. Mm -hmm. Speaking of challenges, how difficult is it to keep a cast focused in rehearsals? How do you manage (laughs) to stay sane? Because carnage ensues like very often. Oh, carnage is constant. <laughs> oh my day. I think it's also really hard because we're all like students and so there is an element of you're doing this for a social aspect as well and to like meet new people mm. and to be in new spaces and to be in new like situations and like make friends at the end of the day, you know? Um, and I feel it's really hard to strike a balance between maintaining that social aspect because at, at the end of the day, we're all doing this regardless of like what your plans for the future are we're all doing it for like fun at the moment because mm-hmm. we're at university to do a completely different degree other than theatre very sadly but like <laughs> we are <laughs> um, and so being able to kind of keep that fun but also get stuff done and like <laughs> really I <laughs> like just cut the shit and just like get through to it is quite difficult and like in a way you can often come across as like the bad guy because you're like oh I think like we should stop talking and maybe look at the script um (laughs) it can often be like hard to take that standpoint but I don't know I don't think it's necessarily the hardest thing you can do because I mean the prod team are definitely there as well to be social and to be part of the team and to be part of the group putting this on so it's not like it's the pod team are very professional and the cast are just having a good time. It's very much the, the directors and producers and everyone still gets like involved in that kind of like social aspect of it, I guess. Yeah. But like also being able to step back and be like, oh, actually, we have a deadline. The show is mm-hmm. on in three weeks. We need to learn our lines. <laughs> like, Especially if it's a comedy play. I mean, the amount of like times you just go off on a tangent and <laughs> and there is no like no rehears- actual rehearsal going there on. Is no return. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love how at the beginning of the interview, um, we were all like, "Ah," oh, and it's obviously very, very professional. And now we've descended into carnage. That's <laughs> where we've ended up. <laughs> I feel like it's a two different perspectives of DST. It is. You know? it is. Both like... very important. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you managed to create some amazing shows in such a short amount of time. It's, I mean, I, I was going to ask as well, like, how do you balance that with your schedule? Because you've directed a lot. Um, and I just, I cannot, I, I can't even imagine. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you ask any of my friends, there is this a uh, reputation that I have just for constantly being busy and generally unavailable for anything um, because on double directing I do a lot of other things at university as well and I think it's part like just for me I thrive better when I'm busy I know this doesn't work for anyone and this probably isn't great advice but I believe that diamonds are created under, under pressure and that kind of works academically and in terms of the theatre as well just kind of in my head not necessarily writing it down but just like in my head have kind of like a vague schedule every day that I need to stick to and kind of writing down a to-do list of like as long as I can like get this done by this point then that means I can dedicate the rest of the day to like directing and to doing all the other commitments that I have yeah because how how are you coping now in lockdown Um, more like a general question not particularly related to um directing but obviously you've got dear elizabeth but that's been postponed so how are you been keeping busy 
How have I been keeping busy? It's a very good question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wider, like my degree is definitely very happy that I am in lockdown at the moment. Mm-hmm. My dissertation especially mm-hmm. has <laughs> got a lot of attention, um, which is unheard of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then a lot of other things moves online, which I think it just kind of, though we complain about Zoom, it very much like shows the power that Zoom has. That definitely. Even though we're in lockdown, like... I can stay as busy as I always am and do it all from the same chair in the same room. Yeah. Finally, I mean, if you could give your past self any advice in terms of directing, if you could go back and talk to yourself um, during the time you're directing your first show, what would it be? I think I would tell myself to be more confident with my vision because I think starting out, especially as like a fresher directing a show. Um, and when I was just kind of the director as opposed to like assistant director. Um, There's a lot more accountability that goes with that. And working with an amazingly talented cast and company like the Opera Ensemble, but it is also very kind of, it's a very well-established like aspect of like um, opera, especially in Durham. And so being able to work with a very established cast, with very established people, who are also students and being able to remember that they're students, even if they are incredibly talented singers, incredibly talented performance, like incredibly talented performers even, um, in my third year, going to conservatoire and being able to kind of recognize that you're just as valid and that you are kind of the director in that situation and you should be more confident with your directing vision and just be unapologetic and be like, this is how I see it. This is how we're going to do it. Let's go for it. That was a beautiful and very dramatic ending. So I thought that was <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for joining us, Hugo. No, thank you for having me. It was lovely. Got a lot of insight into directing. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I think that, that'll probably be it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you oh. very much. Okay, so our second guest um, on the podcast this week is um, the legend the icon that is um caitlin barrett who is a second year studying english um, at chads and who is also currently directing um, my mother said i never should which is going to be on in january hopefully and we'll chat about that a bit later on but firstly hi caitlin how are you doing thanks so much for coming on to the podcast today hi miriam i'm good thank you that's possibly the most generous introduction i think i've ever had <laughs> you're welcome you're welcome (laughs) I thought it had to be of a certain caliber to start the to start the interview off um so we're gonna we'll dive straight in with directing Kane and I know that you are in the middle of directing a show at the moment um and um it's all a bit of a crazy time so I just wondered what drew you to directing in the beginning um I think honestly I was very lucky to go to the theatre growing up and there's just always this rush, like when we left the theatre, either like exhilaration. And I think I just eventually realised, actually, maybe I want to be part of this and not just watching. And I sort of tried out acting for a while and that really was not for me. And then finally I sort of got to sixth form and I had to go at directing instead. And it just was fantastic and I wanted to keep going ever since, really. Amazing. And when you... Um, are talking about the sort of rush of going to see a show which I totally relate to um, has there been a particular show or a particular director that you feel has been particularly inspirational for you at all? 
I think there is one that springs to mind, and it's Jamie Lloyd. He sort of directs a lot of shows in the Trafalgar Studios. Mm-hmm. Really lucky to get to go see um, James McAvoy actually in two shows. So one was um, The Ruling Class, and then the other one was Cyrano de Bergerac. Oh, and I saw that one. No way. What did you think? I really liked it. I mean, I've got loads of photos of me there, like with him in the background. <laughs> So cool. Something so electric about his acting, so intelligent to watch. You know, it's originally this this play by Rostand, and it's adapted to the sort of twenty first century in a way that still manages to capture the sort of poetry and like lyricism of the original. But it feels, you know, if you found this in it, but just so immediate and relatable and powerful and kind of timeless that's amazing yeah i feel like i i knew that james mcavoy was an icon when he was mr tumnus in narnia so that just it takes it to a whole new level absolutely <laughs> that's that's when we knew that, <laughs> that's when we that's when it peaked that's when we knew absolutely um, but no that sounds amazing caitlin and um, and i mean what would you say is the best thing about being a director and what's the hardest thing? Gosh, I think the best thing is honestly when you come to a scene and you know you've come in with all your ideas and the actors have come in with all their sort of thoughts and uh, understanding of the scene and then you sort of work on it and occasionally you'll just you know you'll say okay let's try the scene from the beginning and the actors will go and something will just click and you can feel it and you can see the actors feeling it as they're going and you I just stand there and I usually just stand and smile and just the moment when something's just feels right and they've really captured the essence of the scene and you can feel them like the tension in the room Mm, amazing and what about the hardest thing gosh the hardest thing punctuality no um (laughs) I think occasionally you sort of I doubt myself and I think you can see the actors perhaps sometimes doubting themselves and that's tricky. But I think, you know, as, as long as everyone's working as part of a company, that tends to be sort of a temporary wobble and we all sort of get back on track. And it's just, I think it's, yeah, no, once we're working back together again, it's fine. But self-doubt can be tricky occasionally when you think sort of, is this, is this a good idea? Yeah. But, um, you know, like I said, you tend to find your way back. Yes, absolutely. And, um, what is your directing style, would you say? Do you have a certain approach or do you kind of wing it depending on the show? What What's your style? Gosh, well, someone said something to me ages ago, and which is that, you know, acting is basically just playing. You know, it's the chance for grown-ups to be kids again and to have a laugh and have fun and re-explore. So I think that definitely shapes it. If we're not having fun, then it shouldn't be happening. I think it's also very much a case that I love to research and sort of find out as much as possible. I sort of always make pages of notes of ideas and things like that that I want to um, include. And then, yeah, I think also I like to read about other directors, which I'm not sure is always the most helpful, but sort of read and see what they've done and compulsively look at reviews and sort of take notes from that and see what's worked for other people and what hasn't. Yeah, no, I think just generally, keeping an open mind and sort of seeing where it's going, but yeah, having a plan perhaps initially to help make the process. Going back to what your, um, the previous question, um, I thought it was really interesting when you said about like doubt. Um, I think that's something that anyone in acting really experiences, whether it's in the prod team or whether it's just, you know, when you're acting, when you kind of see that and you're directing, obviously, so you're like the kind of the, the one in charge, how do you deal with that? How do you support um, the people in your team 
because obviously that's that can be quite um quite a difficult thing to do when someone in your group is clearly doubting their ability no, i completely agree i think it is challenging but whether it's prod team or whether it's the actor you know they've been cast or chosen for a reason to be part of the production and it's because they have the skills they need to do the job you know at the end of the day it's something we have to get completed so the best way i tend to find to help people get back on track is simply just to point out something that they've done well which sounds quite straightforward but remind them of what they have done well already and then to just move on you know if something if we're in hit a rut or hit something that's particularly difficult just to take, try a different tack try a different route a different technique and more often than not you know as soon as we've changed things up they'll hit their stride again and realize they can do it and you know, everyone else will realize they can do it as well and it's just just shaking it off and getting getting going again mm. Yeah, no, really interesting. Um, and talking of actors, actually, how how do you find the dynamics between you and the actors? And, and I really liked what you were saying about acting being about playing. And so obviously giving actors freedom to play, but also fitting your ideas and, and vision for the piece. Um, how much freedom do you think an actor should have in terms of interpretation and in terms of that playfulness that you were mentioning? I think it's honestly about um, striking a balance. You know, usually before I start on a play, I'll have read the play and I'll have quite a clear image in my head of what it is that I can see and what I want from the play. But the second you get into the rehearsal room, or, you know, on the Zoom screen, you know, actors always bring their own thoughts and ideas and their own takes, and quite often it'll be something completely different. And I think my job as a director isn't to tell everybody how to play a scene or what to do or what the scene, the play should mean to them. It's to more instead sort of try and steer everyone together, bringing in ideas as we go to try and create a sort of cohesive um, production. So I think it's very much collaborative. We do have to have this sense of play and fun because I think otherwise, you you know, it can become a little bit forced. But at the same time, you know, we've got to make sure that what we're aiming for is a shared vision. That is what I try to do. No, yeah, that sounds, that sounds fab. Um, I've got a few questions now that are sort of tailed a bit more to directing in these current circumstances. And I think when I was writing them down, I've just written directing during lockdown. Wow. So I, I think it is really, it's no mean feat um, directing at the moment in all the current circumstances and restrictions that are changing effectively day by day. And so I just wanted to ask you, how have you found firstly directing in general in these circumstances? Um, it has been challenging. Um, I think everyone involved in DST will say that there's been one or two hiccups along the way. But I think what's been amazing is how resilient everyone's been. You know, at no point has anyone said, shall we just give up? You know, it's always been, how can we make this work? How can we work together? How can we sort this out? How can we keep theatre going? Um, and this is going to sound horribly pretentious, but it just feels like a massive privilege to be able to like keep drama going and keep things going because it's one of the things that makes, you know, makes things feel worthwhile. Um, so I think it's been it's been amazing in terms of the resilience. And one of the tricky things, especially with Mother Said, is that you know it's a play about mothers and daughters, which obviously has this sort of sense of like intimacy. It's a close relationship about sort of love and warmth. Um, 
so that has been interesting sort of looking at how we can work through that you know first off with social distancing and then as we've moved you know to purely zoom rehearsals i would say that's probably been the greatest challenge it's also been an opportunity i think yeah yeah and and on that how have you found blocking a show with social distancing guidelines in place um overall so like i said it's, it's definitely been interesting the first thing i did was sort of google physical theatre technique find as much as i possibly mm. could about different ways to express these you know moments of like touching closeness in ways that don't necessarily need you to be closer than you know six feet apart um but i think the first thing i did when we actually got to scenes was just go through and highlight every sort of handhold and hug and embrace and sort of jot down my own ideas and then bring them into the rehearsal room and sort of say to the actors okay well let's try this moment this is what i think we could do but what's been amazing is how creative and again with the play the actors have been in bringing their own little ways into it you know whether it's looking at prop emics and using that to signify emotion or sort of trying things with puppetry or you know looking at unison or mirroring there's been all sorts of different ways that we've um, managed to get around it and things that we probably also wouldn't have looked at had it not been for COVID. Yeah, so. absolutely. I know I've I found being absolutely thrilled to be part of the cast that having two casts um, has been so interesting because sometimes we've been doing rehearsals at the opposite sides of the room um, and doing similar moments and finding different physicality points or different gestures that feel most natural and seeing what everyone comes up with is so interesting with two casts and um, which I've absolutely loved and I wondered how you found the experience of directing two casts. No, absolutely well can I just first say how fantastic it has been to have you on board Miriam? <laughs> you have to say that Caitlin because I'm interviewing you. <laughs> Not at all. You flatter her too much she's getting big headed now. <laughs> I'll take it though I'll take it but I know I know you have to. <laughs> live in that compliment for two years now <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no yeah I mean having two casts so we decided we made the choice to basically have both casts in the rehearsal room at once um because we had you know time constraints on how much time we could be in person um so we did we, we have as you said have two casts in parallel and I sort of say okay this moment is an embrace let's look at different ways and you write both casts have come up with completely different ways of addressing it um, and I think that's it's been fascinating, to be honest, looking at the dynamics in the cast. And I was sort of apprehensive at first in terms of uh, directing two casts at the same time with the same show. You know, are, are we just going to produce two quite similar productions? Actually, I think because of the cast dynamics and different acting styles and just different experiences, you, they're really becoming two very distinct productions. So, you know, something that was basically a decision made out of as a contingency plan has become instead this sort of fascinating way to see how you can have two such differing like interpretations and both of them to seem right and fitting and doing absolutely justice to the text. It's been really, really cool to look at. Um, and the actors have absolutely taken it in their stride as well. You know, it's, none of us have had to work in conditions like this before. Or, um, they've been absolutely fantastic in terms of just sort of saying yes okay let's have a go we'll try it out we'll have a play and uh willing to look a bit silly to sort of work it out yeah and obviously as as you rightly say it's 
a time when everyone's having to adapt all the time to lots of different conditions, isn't it? And, and so sort of the last lockdown themed question I just wanted to ask you was about um, how you found it adapting to different styles of the production in the sense that at one point there may have been an audience, now it's looking more likely to be films, but then um, it was supposed to be during the period and now there's a national lockdown, so it's been postponed. So how do you, how do you deal with that, the constant change and different styles that are floating around all the time? Um, it has been interesting. The production team have been fantastic in sort of coming up with new solutions every time and sort of really working together and to sort it out. I think what we, and all anyone can do, is sort of work towards the new goal and the new setting. So before it was, you know, we're going to film a normal, you know, play in front of an audience, and then a play with no audience, and then we're going to film two plays next year. Uh, next year. Um, and I think that is all you can do. But I think ultimately what we've come down to, or I've made a choice to do, is that in, in rehearsals, just to try and focus on character and plot, which are going to be mental whatever the format is and really just helps the actors as best I can um, get into who who they are playing and sort of looking at world building in terms of imagining sort of their given circumstances and all of these things just to try and make something that will be substantial um, and applicable regardless of <laughs> how mm. this lovely production <laughs> yeah so interesting i feel to to get your perspective on uh, in this wild time um and this sort of constant constant change it's really really interesting to hear about that that process and um, so i just wondered um what advice you would give to freshers keen to get involved with directing in dst fantastic yeah well firstly i would say go for it even if you you know, feel like you have no experience um i would say it's one of the most fantastic things you can do and um, I would say there's assistant directing, which is always a fantastic way in if you've not got much experience. And then also a brilliant initiative, which is shadow directing. So where you are part of the directorial team um, and you will be sort of slowly introduced to what it means to direct and you're given the opportunity to watch the assistant directors and the director in what they do and sort of test the waters almost and most directors will then let the shadow directors eventually sort of stand and direct their own scenes and take over and take get involved and that's a really fun way to do that um, but honestly with applications I think the most important thing is just enthusiasm you know if you know the play or musical really well and you know it's clear that you're passionate about it and um, interested then you know, people will want to have you so yeah just get, get involved Mm, amazing thank you and my final question um is just um i was just wondering if there was a film or a tv show or online production that you thought was directed brilliantly that you'd recommend watching during lockdown perhaps apart from the icon that is james mcavoy in narnia or anything else um, is there anything else that you'd really recommend and um, people have a watch of in this period um, i would say in terms of something maybe a film perhaps to watch, I love Greta Gerwig and her films Little Women, Lady Bird, just fantastic. I think feel good films as well, which is what people need maybe a little bit at the moment. Um, I think it's incredible her use of like cinematography and having watched interviews with the way she talks to her actors and work as well and the process they go through. I think she creates such a 
real moving. Um, so so absolutely by Greta Gerwig. Absolutely. I think that's a great choice, um, Caitlin, and a great note to end on. So thank you so much. And thank you thank so you. much for taking your time out of um, your very busy schedule to come and have a chat to us. Um, and that was all so interesting. And um, yeah, thank you so much for um, popping in and having a bit of a chat. Thank you. Anytime. Anytime. Thank, thank you, guys. You. All right. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Uh, we really hope you have a wonderful week in this crazy time and if you have chance do if you haven't ever seen it watch James McAvoy in Narnia it is quite life-changing um, but really hope you enjoy some some fun times and maybe film nights or tv show nights um, in your house um, and sending lots of love to everyone and we will see you very soon thank you very much bye Purple Radio Podcasts Thanks for downloading this Purple Radio podcast. For more great content and to listen live, head to purpleradio.co.uk.